Well, first of all, I guess I'd like to thank the Montana Historical Society for inviting me to present on Indian Relay. Um, I've been involved in the sport probably long before 1978. I started as a rider when I was 12 in 1978. So um, I've been in the sport for a long time. I've, I've done probably every position on there. Um, we have uh, the rider, and we have what we call a mugger. He's the one that catches the horse when you're, when you're coming in at full speed. And we have the setup man. He sets up the horse that they're going to jump on to go on the next leg. And then we have a back holder who holds the, the final horse, or the second and or the first horse and the final horse as they come in and leave. So we have four guys and three horses. There's usually six teams on the track at one time. It's a lot of chaos. We call it organized chaos. Um, a lot of injuries. Um, for those of you who haven't watched it, um, we're going to show a couple clips from Independent Lens so you can kind of have an idea before we uh, get going with the rest of it. You kind of lost me. Tell me if this is one. <laughs> Where's the mic? Here, then Sheridan, Fort Hall, back to Cohen in the National Championship. So everything from here on out. Are the, are the big races now? The real season begins. Racing against them is pretty good. Just the first one to mess up out of being him is going to lose. That's basically how it goes. Tessa Demet? Yeah, you gotta keep your eye on those guys. They're running tougher, man. You got good horses. You just gotta keep your eye on every team, you know. Anything can happen out there. Yeah, I'm getting nervous. Something's wrong.
like this make me want to try harder. Very tough. Being um, because they're my family. Um, very happy. Pretty tough. We gave a each other a lot of competition. Is that one is rituals and stuff? No, that isn't it. It's a ritual and something. That isn't it. Yeah, it's Let's uh, ritual, I think. Well, let me search for it. Because I thought we had both of them up there. We did, but it got shut down. Yeah. Ritual? Yeah, I think it was. If you just do that, it'll come up then. Okay, yeah, right there. Okay. Yeah. Okay, what is this? Shake that!
So the two uh, videos that we show kind of give you an idea of, of uh, what the score is about. Um, like in the, the first presentation, she talked about um, selecting horses. In 1978, when I first started in the Indian Relay, we were using quarter horses. We were bringing horses right out of the pasture to do this sport, which we ran for maybe $500 in the winter, you know, to maybe a couple hundred dollars. Now it's involved to where we're running for $80,000, $100,000, which seems like a lot of money, but it really isn't. Because if you take $80,000 and you break it down into four days of six heats, and eat, you know, you, you, you might walk up from a race meet with maybe $3,000 for if you're the champion. And then what the teams that are at the bottom end go home with nothing. We, what makes the sport really tough too is we have four guys that we gotta pay. Plus we have, we travel with mostly minimum of six horses. Some teams travel with less depending on, you know, um, their financial situations. So when people come to a meeting, they're, they hear $100,000 purse, they think we're making big money, but in actuality, we're walking away with peanuts. Barely enough to pay for our trip to the track, barely enough to feed our horses, our health, and pay for our gas and our entry fees to, to go. So in actuality, the sport of Indian Relay is for the love of horses. That's why we do it. Now in the video, if, if, um, if you were watching closely, um, when they did that um, documentary, at that time I had not met John Lyons. Um, John Lyons is, is one of the greatest horse trainers in, in America. And um, before I met him, I used to bite horses' ears. Um, I used to muscle them the best way I could to make a horse stand. But in doing so, I, I was still able to um, get enough trust from my horses that they would do what I asked them so that I was um, very, very hard to beat. So I guess the biggest thing for me, and I've, I've said this in, in the documentary, um, in some of the interviews that I've done, is um, one of the biggest pride for us is the horsemanship that we can prove out there. When when we go out, like um, two weeks ago, I made a run to Iowa, I bought eight horses, eight thoroughbreds, because I'm just now coming back, I took two years off. So, you know, it's, it's really tough financially, physically, mentally, to be in the game for a long period of time, because you can't stay up on on the top tier forever. Younger teams come in, they beat you. You know, you don't know what your six horses are gonna do at any meet. So it makes it real tough. Help is really tough because we, you know, if you hit six meets, that's 24 days off from work if you're working. So that's a long time to, to take off from work. So there's a lot of variables that go into the sport. But the biggest thing I think for anybody that's involved in Indian Relay is to prove that they're the best horsemen in the, in the country. So during this documentary, I had, I had a chance to meet with John Lyons. Um, if you guys ever get a chance on uh, YouTube or whatever, take a look at his videos or whatever. He's one of the greatest horsemen around. And he told me, uh, when, when my rider, Zach Brock, took our horse out, uh, out of the horse trailer, and he was coming up to John Lyons and myself. John says, 
Kendall, what do you see? And I said, my rider bringing my horse. And he goes, no, Kendall, what do you see? And I looked again and I said, my rider bringing our horse to us. And he goes, no. He said, look at your horse is bringing your rider to us. And they were dragging my rider, literally dragging him, a thoroughbred racehorse. It's dragging my rider and he's trying to hold him back, but he, they're, they're making their way towards us. So I said, the horse is in shape. Very powerful. I said it's hard to handle. John says, Kendall, if you teach this horse to respect you, you can do anything you want with it. So, in five minutes, John took the horse, maybe the length of this room, he walked him down, and every time that horse tried to pass him up, John would stop him. And he backed the horse up. And he started walking again. And the horse passed him up, and he walked him back again. By the time he got to the length of that, uh, this room and back, the horse was walking behind him. Never passed him once. So then I said, John, you're awesome. I said, how did you get that horse to do that? We've been working with him for two years and we've never been able to do that. He said, you have to let the horse trust you. He said, if you can let this horse trust you, then you can do anything you want with it. So then he's, uh, we set him up. We set the horse up and Zach was going to do a couple jumps. And we had one horse that would spin on us every time we were, we were going to jump him. So John says, um, he says, Kendall, if you can get this horse's head, which is the horse's head um, at top, was probably about this high. And he says, Kendall, if you can drop this horse's head below your head. He said, now you're in charge of this horse. And I said, how do you figure? He said, Okay, look at you. He said, if you go on a basketball court and there's a guy this big, he says, now you know you can overpower this guy. But if that guy's the same height as you, now you're thinking you've got some competition. It's the same thing that this horse is thinking. So he says, you bring this horse's head down to here. He said, now the horse knows you're in charge. So he had me try it a couple times, and I did it. And then he says, all right, now have your rider come in. And jump on. So I did, and the horse didn't even budge. Didn't move, didn't flinch, didn't do anything. John said, Kendall, if I bet you a hundred dollars that I could stand here and not even hold your horse and let you ride a jump on, would you take it? And I said, I would, John, but I said, this is a big pasture here, and I don't want to chase my horse around. <laughs> and John says, a hundred dollars, Kendall. And I said, okay, I'll bet you. So John turns my horse around, he stands in there, and he lets go. He says, tell your rider to come. So he comes barreling in on the horse, he jumps off, jumps on the horse, didn't even flinch. I said, how did you do that, John? I said, you're a horse whisperer. John said, no, I'm not a horse whisperer. He said, I taught this horse to trust me. So now the horse can do anything I ask you to do. So I got like four tips from John Lyons, and I started implementing it into my my work set with horses. So now when everybody else brings horses in, they start training me for Indian Relay. And they just run and gallop and they go to the track and they practice. And so that's where all the chaos starts. So now when I bring my horses in, like the six I just brought in, before I before I turn them out to the pasture for the winter, I'll do some groundwork with them and get them to trust them. Now the first, first thing we do, 
when I put them in a route plan is I take everything off, alter, dry up, lead ropes, everything. And I start working around until I can get that horse. Anytime you stop a horse in a round pen, he's going to stop and he's going to look the other way. He won't, the horse will not face you. So once the horse does that, I work with him until I can get that horse to turn and look at him. Pretty soon that horse will come to me and I can walk away and that horse will follow me. If I turn, the horse will go with me. If I stop, he stops That horse builds that bond with me. So now that's what we try to implement in horse racing. So, so now, when I when I run into relay, but the last uh, last time I ran was 2017. We won the world championship that year, and um, I don't hear horses anymore. I don't I don't fight with them anymore. Now all my horses put their heads down and they swing for my rider. Everybody in Indian country calls me horses, which I'm not. <laughs> I just learned a trick from John Lyons that. If, the, if I need the horse to trust me, then then uh, that horse is going to do anything I ask him. John Lyon said, if you if you build this trust with this horse, he said, if you stand there and a truck's coming down the road 65 miles an hour and you don't move, he said, that horse won't move either. He said, that horse will trust you enough that he'll stand there with you. And it's true. So anyway, getting back to, to Indian Relay. Um, we travel a lot. Um, like I said, six horses we usually take. Your first horse, you need to you need to teach him to start the race without a starting date. Number one, because these are all thoroughbreds that we buy off of the track, and so they're used to coming out of the starting date. You get them out in the open, and they're like, "Hey, what's going on? What, what are we doing?" You know. So now you got to teach them how to start, and then you, if you, if you if you look at the racetrack, everything's to the left. When you buy these thoroughbreds, they've never been turned to the right. So you, you try to get a thoroughbred to turn to his right, and he's like, what are we doing? So now you got to teach him how to turn to the right, because we all turn them to the right. And then you got to teach him how to stop. Thoroughbreds don't stop. <laughs> they, they're used to going a half mile or a mile and, and just keep going until they get to the back of the track. Now you got to teach these horses turning and stop. And then um, your second horse has to learn how to stand there. Has, it has to be um, smart enough to know that this horse that's coming in full blast at him is not going to hit him. So he's got to trust you. And then he's, he's got to be calm enough to that your rider can jump on top of him and he can get out of there. When they did this documentary, they timed us on one switch. We did it in less than three seconds. From the time we came in, got off the horse, jumped on, and we were out. Less than three seconds. That's really fast. Um, and then your last horse, um, he's basically your, your, uh, the last leg of the relay. You know, he's, he's the one that's got to go full speed all the way through. And hopefully, if it's a close race, he's going to carry you through. So, um, Everybody thinks that Indian Relay started when when warriors were um, running um, from one camp to the other and they were relaying horses or what. Never did. That, that didn't happen. Back in the day, they get on one horse and they rode one horse 20, 30 miles, whatever it was. There was no relay. In actuality, relay came from the modern day cavalry. And 
They used to use saddles. And there was one strap that they had and there was one hook. So when the rider came in, he'd pull that hook, take it off the horse, throw it onto the other one and pull it up, hook it, jump on and go. That was exciting enough, but people wanted more action, so then they took the saddle off. <laughs> so so now, now today it is what it is today. So when you know you'll hear anybody and everybody talking about anywhere you go that it started way back in the day when lawyers were going from camp to camp. It's not true. <laughs> or, or maybe it could be, I don't know, in, in different reservations. So, you know, there's variations. Um, but one thing we do know is, is that relay's been around for over 100 years. Um, nobody knew about it because it always was on reservations. Um, but now you can go almost anywhere in the country and watch them do relay. It's in Canterbury Park in, in Minnesota, all the way to Emerald Downs in, in Washington, and everywhere in between. And I think it, it's, it's catching on fire everywhere. But um, there's some teams that, that try to hit as many relays as they can. You can't do it. Your horses are going to break down. They're going to get tired. Um, so you have to pick and choose your relays. Um, the worst thing I think about the sport is our riders are, are mini rock stars. So you get a rider that is on top of the game and everybody wants to be around them because they're champion at every meet that you go to. So everybody wants to hang out with them and then they want you to go to their party or hang out with them with their groups. And, and the bad thing is, and Native Americans, when we use alcohol, we don't know how to stop. So a lot of our riders go from the top to nothing, to absolute nothing. And, 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 and now there's, there's even cases of, of suicides from, from the riders because you're living in a world where you're on the bottom all the time. All of a sudden you're at the very top of it and nowhere to go and don't know how to handle it. So it makes it very tough. And, and like for myself, I've been in the sport forever. I've been on top, I've been on the bottom, I've been everywhere in between. But I'm really thankful that um, God gave me the strength to keep my feet planted on the ground. And um, I think one of, the, one of the biggest things that helps me is I try to help younger kids to deal with what we're doing out there. And for those of you that have been around horses, horses are a, a healing power. It doesn't matter if you're sad or you're happy or, or anything in between. You go to that horse and that horse just loves you. You can go there and you can cry to that horse and that horse just listen to you. You can go cuss at the horse, the horse is going to... He's one of the most forgiving animals ever. You see these guys that, that are mean to horses and they beat them or whatever. That horse next day is their best friend. He doesn't even remember that, that beating that he just got, which is bad. So, you know, um, I think that's one of the reasons that, that Indian relay is, is so strong, is the bond that we have with our horses. Um, there, there are a lot of accidents in there. There's a lot of injuries. I've broken my back in two places. I broke my ribs. I had my shoulder popped out. I broke my fingers, I don't know how many times I've had cuts on my head. 
hold off to the ER, I don't know how many times, but the love of the sport always brings us back. Because like I said, there's no money in it. People think we do make a lot of money, but we don't make a lot of money at it. Um, I always call it a, a sport that um, is family oriented because our, our families follow us everywhere we go. We may, we may go there. If, if you ever get a chance to watch the whole video on Independent Lens, you'll hear Miles Murray um, and they're, they're, at a, they're getting ready for a race or something and the family's eating. And uh, he has a, a bologna sandwich with some chips on it and he calls it the Indian Mealy Sandwich. <laughs> but if you think about it, bologna sandwich is $1.99 for a pack that you can feed 15 people with. So, you know, that's, that's the way we are when we're on the road. We have a lot of people that we got to feed with not very much money, especially when we're hauling six horses. So, um, uh, the, family, the family unity that it brings, you know, because everybody wants to be part of it. Everybody wants to be out there and be part of the show, but there's only four of us that can be out there. Um, like I said, I'm just now coming back after a two-year break. These new horses that I bring in um, don't know anything about Vila yet. I just brought them in from Iowa. Um, and probably coming up the next week, I'll start working in around pen, getting them to know me. And I'll put them out to the pasture for the winter. Around February or March, I'll bring them in, start legging them up, getting ready for the season. Like I said, I started when I was 12. And my son's 12 this year, and he's going to be starting with me at, this year also in, in Relay. So I guess it, it makes kind of a full circle. Um, I won't let him ride yet. I don't know how my, my dad let me ride when I was 12. <laughs> but um, I think um, as, as you get older, um, you get a little bit fearful for your, your kids and whatever. And, and but, uh, I rode bulls and, and I was doing Indian Relay when I was 12. I don't think I'd let my son do that at this stage of my life. So, um, I, you know, um, the mental toughness to be in the sport for so long is, uh, is unwavering because when I started in, in February or March, my days will start at about 5 o'clock in the morning. Then I'll go to my horses, I, I'll, I'll start cleaning stalls, I'll put them on the walkers, I'll feed. Then I go to work, I'll be at work by 8 o'clock. And then I work until 4.30, and then I'm back at the barn. Now we gotta start training, we gotta gallop, we gotta clean stalls again, we gotta feed, we gotta groom them. By the time I leave the barn and get home, it's about 10, 30, 11 o'clock to get back up at 5. And I had seven days a week from March until September. So you get pretty tired. My wife got to put up a fly, barely sees me. Um, but she, she loves to win more than me. Because when we take second, I hear pretty good. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it's, it's a growing sport. Um, like I said, we've evolved from quarter horses and horses out of the pasture to thoroughbreds. Now, you know, she was talking about um, these million dollar horses that come out of the, these auctions and stuff. 
we're getting the lower portion of those horses. Um, I got a really good deal on a horse um, two weeks ago when I went to Iowa. They claimed this horse for 25000 in race. And uh, I got him for probably 75% less than that price. But I had to promise the guy that I would never bring the horse back on, on the racetrack as a regular racehorse. I could use it for Indian relay, but he didn't want me to bring him back out because I bought him for such a low price. So um, we, we bring X racehorses out. And, and for me, the prime age for, for an Indian relay horse is right around five or six. That's when the bones are starting to develop to, get, to be strong. Because if you, if you look at the video, the horses are coming in at full speed and they're stopping to the gate to nothing right now. And then the horse that, your second horse is really hard on them because they're going from nothing to full speed within 20 yards and they're coming in and they're parking up really hard. Um, in one of the videos there, if you saw that guy, he grabbed the horse and he turns him this way so the horse, whole, whole high end comes completely all around parks here and the bad thing for that is is the canter bone on that on that horse when he turns and he parks there's so much weight and speed coming into that stop that it'll break this this bone so there's a lot of stress on there for the horses so you so i i tend to um, switch my horses out a lot the more you can switch a horse the less stress it is on their, their muscles, on their legs, the bones, tendons, and everything like that. So um, um, the, the sport is really hard on people and on horses. Um, there was a meet in Walla Walla just this past weekend. There was uh, 56 teams in that, at that meet. Um, from my understanding, we didn't go, but from my understanding, there were six horses put down and um, four um, participants um, that were hauled off in the ambulance. So the sport is really, really grueling, and uh, you got to be really tough to, to be in it. Um, Kevin Rilbert, who who, uh, who announces a lot of the relays around the country, at one time in Sheridan, and I think it was the day after I got run over. I got run over on the last day of trials. And um, when I got hit, I stood up and, and I didn't know nothing. I was, I was um, knocked out. Um, some guy came and gave me my glasses. I went back. Um, my nephew told me, he says, uh, he says, Uncle, you need to set the horses up. And, he, and I guess I told him, I said, yeah, well, I will. And he said, Uncle, he's coming in. He said, you need to set the horse up. So I turned the horse and I, I, I set him up and, and we took off. And, and uh, then I got the second horse. I still was um, disoriented. I didn't know where I was, what I was doing. I still set the second horse up and we won that race. And afterwards I, I staggered to the ambulance and they took me in. My shoulder was out of the socket. It was like, I don't know, about a couple inches down here. And, my leg looked deformed and my head was all goofy and, and uh so they took me into the to the er and uh, my shoulder is dislocated and i have a concussion and uh 
my wife's crying. She says, we got to get out of this sport. You know, we're not doing this anymore. Uh, doctor told me, he says, uh, um, you won't be back in the sport for about a month or two. And I looked at the doctor and I said, what is that? And he said, um, you won't be back in the sport for a month or two. I said, a month or two is too long. I said, I have a championship race tomorrow. <laughs> and he looks at me and he says, with your shoulder the way it is, with your, with your concussion, there's no way you'll be out there tomorrow. And I said, I will be out there, you mark my words. And he looks at me and he says, there's no way that you'll be out there. So they take me back in, they're gonna, he calls in uh, one of his um, associates and they're gonna put my shoulder back into place for me. So I'm on a gurney and my wife steps out and there's six guys on there. My elbow's probably down to here somewhere and, and I'm laying there. And when they picked me up, the guy that was on this side in the middle happened to be right in the perfect spot. And when they picked me up, it popped back in. And I mean, it was the loudest popping in the area. Oh. I was like, oh, what was that? You know, and here my, my shoulder pops in. So they didn't need to call the other specialists in. And, and it was pretty sore. And, uh, so, so they give me some meds and stuff, and, and that's the way I go. And uh, the ambulance driver says, Kendall, are you really going to go back out there? And I said, I have to. He said, we're going to win this championship. And he goes, well, we'll see then. And so, so he went his way, and I went my way. And I told my wife, I said, I said, you know, I can bring a horse back from any injury that, that we have out there for, for races. I said, if I can do that for my horses, so why can't I do it for myself? So I go and I get some DMSO and some mineralize, some saran wrap and stuff, and I just start pawing on myself. And then, uh, and then I, so I wrap myself all night. And the next day I had all my nephews help me and started lifting my arm up in the morning. And I finally got to get it to where I could get it up. And this is something that um, I'd probably get in trouble for, if, um, doctors and vets heard about it. But I took uh, one cc of banamine, which is for horses. <laughs> and I squirted it in a, in, a, in a Gatorade bottle. And I shook it up and I drank it. And I'll tell you what, when you, when you ever do that, um, I, 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 I wouldn't advise you guys to do it. But <laughs> your, your head feels like it's really light, and you have no feelings whatsoever, right? I mean, with my shoulder out, I could probably go and dunk the ball, you know? And so, so I did go up there the next day, and we won the championship, and nobody believed me with my shoulder out. And, my husband, and uh, I, you know, I, I guess it's just the adrenaline. Um, and, like, and like Lance Tissadimit said it in the video, it's the bragging right. Because you have all the reservations, all the tribal um, that are represented in, in all these races. And when you can go out there and walk out of there number one, out of you know however many teams, 24, 30 teams, whatever it is, and you can go walk out of there and you say, I was the best horse this weekend. I think it's the biggest thing that keeps us coming back and keeps us in the sport. I, I, you know, I kind of thought that I would walk away from the sport this last two years, and and I think my wife also thought I'd walk away, 
And we went to the World Championships, and that weekend I was ready to go buy horses. Hold on, hold on. You better uh, think about it. And then we went to the National uh, Championship, and right after we came back, I went to Iowa and bought horses. So it's, it's tough to stay away. So it was time up. Okay. Thank you.